Hey, everybody. This is Chad Daniels. I just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you want to spread the love, uh, you know, tell your friends. You guys can subscribe and rate and uh, leave reviews and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, I want to say a special thank you to the uncountable amount of people who sent me the message, I am Uncle Ronnie this week. I got uh, a lot of those too. <laughs> yeah, I feel validated. People want the shirt. Uh, and and we, you know, we are really focused on just making a fun show every Monday, but we have felt the love from you guys. I know everybody wants to hear my dad's song. I know they loved the t-shirt idea. And we... Long term, we are going to involve you guys, right? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give you guys an opportunity to be involved, and we are gonna do uh, incentives and giveaways and special episodes and stuff like that. We just wanted to let you know. Right now, we're just trying to make a great show. Yeah. So this week, we're gonna think about what numbers we need to hit in order to release uh, some funky country music songs by a man with a red ponytail, and uh, and some other things. So we'll get back to you next week about all those numbers, and uh, most importantly, we just really hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thank you for joining us on Middle of Somewhere. Across from me, across this nation, is Cy Amundsen. Hello! You're in Cincinnati. You're just, actually, you're south of Cincinnati by one hour. I am in the outskirts of Cincinnati. I am in Ohio, and you are in Fergus Falls. Lovely Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Our producer, Eric is on a boat that he is fixing up so he can get lost on an ocean. Eric is going on, he just got married, and he is taking a year-long boat trip from Minnesota to Mexico with his yeah, wife, right? That's not, because a plane takes four hours. <laughs> I love Jenna more than anything in the world. We would be, like, one of us would be drowned in the first Great Lake, for sure. <laughs> I read the book Adrift. Okay. It's terrifying. It was a guy who used to build boats for a living, like mm -hmm. was on a boat race, hit a whale, Ooh. and then ended up having to be on this little raft that kept getting popped by fish. Oh, it was boy. insane. So it was just like, this could be Eric's last middle of somewhere, and we just wanted to say thanks for everything. We wanted to say thank you for everything you've done, and when you either wind up captured by, well, pirates... What kind? Or, Somalian. Yeah. Or you wind up on the first 48 because it's hard to live in a boat with someone for a year. We just we appreciate you and thank you for everything you've done. <laughs> it is interesting how we're able to do this podcast across a country. Um, my grandmother made me laugh so hard one day before she passed. She said, uh, when I was born, I rode horses to school. And uh, I'm able to look up recipes on the internet. And she said, one time I was looking up a recipe for cactus pie. And she said, you should have seen the picture that came up. And I've never <laughs> laughed. I've never, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. Just my grandma <laughs> looking for a recipe and ends up with some porn shot in the desert. <laughs> I did a separate thing. I was like, what sort of hair is on that vagina? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's, that's so amazing. great. So the reason I've been down here is I, uh, so I was on a vacation with Jenna. I'm back to back vacation weeks, Indiana okay. with Jenna. And then now my dad came down here for a week. He just left. So I had a father does he, son. Does vacation. he still have a ponytail? So, oh my gosh. He has the ponytail. Oh, it's so, grown out. So all, so when he pulls it back, does all the hair pull into the ponytail? It's not a regular ponytail. The best way to describe it is his hair is about the length of the Beatles hair. You know, he has kind of like that mop top. There like, were so many there were so many Beatles eras though. Yes, the uh the early Beatles, the like the the okay. mop top, like the okay. ends at your eyebrows, right? Gotcha, gotcha. So he's got the ends at your eyebrows hair and that goes 70% of the way around his head. And then in the back, it's just a little bit extra long, and he's been ponying just that. So he has a very, very normal haircut, and then he walks by, and people go, what's that on your head? I cannot be part of that at all, because if you don't have long enough hair to pull it back into a ponytail, to me, it just seems like you're always going to look like a man or a woman getting out of hot yoga. <laughs> Where like there's just little pieces all over the place. It looks ridiculous. I walked so we the room we stayed in was like a two we're at this lodge and it's like this two room suite thing. So there's a bedroom and a living room. The bathroom has a one man jacuzzi in it. So I come back to the room. It's like nine thirty at night. He's had a couple. I walk into the bathroom. He is sitting in the jacuzzi in American flag swim trunks. With his <laughs> pony in his hair, watching TV in the on the TV bathroom, and I I see him and I go hey, and he just goes saddle up. Like, that's not how you invite your son into a a one man jacuzzi. You know, saddle up. Sounds like you're trying to fuck your son, Bruce. I'm not I'm not saddling up to your flag shorts in your ponytail. He also. He brought so many pairs of matching khaki clothes. <laughs> he, well, in like, Ohio, you know who's from Ohio? Jack Hanna, the guy from uh, that used to bring all the animals on on the Tonight Jun Show, right? Jungle Jack. I here's the thing: it's there. He has different shades, so each day. He would wake up and he would put on his his khaki pants, but they were those pants <laughs> that unzip into shorts. <laughs> So I he, love those. He had, of course, you do. <laughs> he has those on, and then he would have like a matching T-shirt. And every day he would get dressed, and he would walk by me, and I would sarcastically go, "Sweet outfit, Dad." And he didn't have any of that sarcasm hit his head. He just went, "Thanks," and then he would just go out into the world, and people would talk shit about him behind his back. I'm sure. But what a great confidence to have, right? I've always admired people that don't know you're shitting on them because they don't care if you're shitting on them. I don't have that. We've all seen the guy that has like the huge gut and he's grilling with his shirt off and you're like, what in the fuck? But I <laughs> wish I had that kind of confidence. I shower in my own home with a t-shirt on. So I, I wish I could get there. That's well, it's hard to It's hard to put water on tits that are already melting. That's not a good situation. <laughs> That's not very nice of you. He, it's, it's like, it's almost like my mom has stopped like trying with him, you know, like, sure. she, you know how, when you go over to a friend's house and they have 
like a three-year-old and you get there and all their three-year-old is wearing is like a cape and his dick. That's it. <laughs> and it's just because the parent is so tired. They're like, fuck it. He can wear what he wants. I think that's how my mom is now acting with my dad where she's like, honestly, he wants all khaki all the time. I'll let him pack his own suitcase. That's fair. I think that's where we're at. You were just in, uh, you were just in uh, down at Kabu at uh, Texas and Houston, right? My niece yeah, well, went and saw you. Yeah, in Kabu was in uh, in Dallas, so I <clears throat> I went down to Houston, and as I'm going down there, they're talking about all these storms that are coming in and how Houston's going to flood. Because what um, people like to do is they like to build cities on swamps and then throw their hands up when it floods. They're like, what? What? We. <laughs> We couldn't uh, dig basements here because the water table's two fucking feet underneath us. But uh, we're shocked when our infrastructure doesn't hold. What else, also what we're going to do is we're going to uh, the on ramps to the freeways are going to go down instead of up. So then when it rains, no one can use any of the freeway system. It's like uh, I go, hey, did you guys ever t- think about calling an engineer or anything? And then everyone was like, you mean a train? It's like, OK, this makes a lot more sense now. So I went down there. Show was really fun. Thanks to everyone that came out. Absolutely. I had a blast. A lot of hecklers. Uh, I I felt like a lot of people got there about an hour early to beat the rain and then just sat there and did shots every minute until the show started. It wasn't one heckler where you could just dominate. It was like whack-a-mole heckling, which was pretty fantastic. I mean, I went after a couple people, which is really fun to stretch that muscle, but... uh, So did that. I get back to the hotel after the show and I have an email that says my flight is canceled and the next flight is Saturday. But my show at Kaboo in Dallas is Friday. So I need to figure out how I'm going to get to Dallas. It's four hours away. And I think, all right, I'm going to rent a car. So I I rented a car online, uh, tried to get an Uber to the airport, waited 25 minutes and the Uber canceled right before he got there which is like that happened three times in a row. So I waited about an hour and a half for no ride. Oh, no. So then I think, all right, I'm going to go back up to my room, get some sleep, got up the next day, made another reservation, kind of changed the times a little bit, uh, got in an Uber, made it to the airport, got up to the front, talking to the lady, and she goes, oh, you have two reservations. So they cancel each other out because our system won't allow that to happen. And I was like, all right, we'll just click close on one of them. And I'll use the other one. She goes, that's, we can't do that way. And I was like, neat. So I can't, I go cancel both of them right now. Got out of line, just like three feet, made a reservation on my phone again, (laughs) go, go back to get in line where I was. And they're like, no, you got out of line. And I was like, guys, I've been waiting here. I need these are the people, not the workers. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so they go, nope, you got to get in the back. And while I was making this reservation, apparently a fucking plane unloaded and people just parachuted down into this line because there were a lot more people finally get up to the front again as soon as she's putting in my email we're almost done and the whole computer system crashes so i was like i'm never gonna get this car and i was okay with that because like you can only do as much as you can do right you can't control everything so i try to remember that and uh finally What what a cool reinforcement Oh, shut up. So finally, I uh, she writes me a handwritten contract 
So I, I have a handwritten contract with all this information, bring it down, get in my car, go to that little booth where they lift the arm to let you out, hand the guy my contract, and he just goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, I'm never going to get out of here. This is insane. I think anybody, just as a side note, who curses like that in a professional position is such a hero. To like yeah. to get he that goes, from you and go, what the fuck is this? That's it's, what a hero. Well, he told me he works in the body shop, but so many people called in sick, they had to put him in the booth. <laughs> that, that checks out. That makes me. So then I was like, okay, that what the fuck is this makes sense now. So uh, so then I, he finally lets me out. I get on the road and I was passing red trucks. I felt like I was in some time space continuum warp. Because I'd pass a red truck, and then in front of me would be a giant red truck. It felt like I just kept glitching like back. Like a semi? No, a pickup truck. There were so many red pickup trucks on the way to this thing. That's what all hillbillies always say, man. Pickup trucks are supposed to be red. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either, but it's a thing. It's Why a thing do they, they do, do that? I don't know. I don't. I, it, you know, I think it's tradition. I okay. don't know. My dad, all his pickup trucks were red. Matches his ponytailed hair it's just <laughs> it's so gross i just picture your dad in a red pickup truck pulling up to bus stops going saddle up yeah <laughs> be amazing so you and then you you performed at cabu i did i i opened so i think the gates opened at three o'clock and my set was at three fifteen <laughs> on a friday afternoon oh i love it one lady was already so drunk she kept heckling me she go, I was talking about daddy issues, and she goes, well, my, my dad was amazing. And I go, obviously not. He didn't teach you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the whole crowd is like, get her. It was, it was pretty <laughs> insane. Uh, the whole crowd used to work at the body shop. <laughs> we had, uh, just like last week, all my stories are coming from pretty much one particular incident. The hotel that my dad and I stayed at, yeah, there was on the second day we were there, this group checked in, and they were all pretty they all had an an odd vibe to them, okay, and I found out that they were a group of natural healers. There was a big natural healing conference. They looked like natural healers, like burlap clothes and shit. There were like a bunch of men with walking sticks without physical impairments that required walking sticks. <laughs> and so I I found out they were natural healers, and my dad and I reacted to that news in very different ways. I just slowly became bummed out because it was revealed to me that I am very similar to these people. And they were nice people. But the way I found out, so one of the things I do for my back is I do Tai Chi, like Tai Chi exercise movements. Yeah, it's so, like it's like uh, three-toed sloth karate. That's, yes, yes. So I'm out on my deck one morning just doing a couple of them to loosen up. And a guy walks by one of the healers and he goes, Tai Chi? And I was like, yep. And he goes, we're about to start a class in the parking lot. Come on, man. And I was like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and then we were at dinner in the restaurant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No way. Did you go to the class? No. Why do you not go to that class? 
Dude, there's no way it's a good idea. What I, I'll tell you honestly what I did was I went out and I took a video of the class because they were doing the movements and making chants where they would like swing to one side and go, whoo, whoo. Yeah. Like they, they had noises kicked in. So I took a video of it with my phone and then I sent that video to our mutual comedian friend, Mike Cronin, and just said, hey, could you tell your family to shut the fuck up? They're being really loud in the parking lot. <laughs> my dad, I walked into the bar the first night they were there, and my dad looks at me, because there's a bar in the hotel, too. Okay. My dad looks at me, and he goes, something not right with this group. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, there's something. I just, there's just something not right with this group. What are you, a ponytail Columbo now? Just they're natural <laughs> healers. We, they're, they're walking around. They made their own purses. He goes, I think they're swingers. I think it's sex stuff. And I go, there's no way that that's true. Next night, he comes running into the bar with this big look on his face. I was meeting him there after he golfed, so I thought he had a good round of golf. He sits down next to me. He goes, solved it. There's this big tub in where they're eating dinner with a bunch of keys in it. So he thought that all these people were like a fuck group. And side note, if they were, worst sex group of all time. Like the worst visually appealing group of sex individuals. Like there's no way half of these guys when they come, it's not actual kombucha. Like it is... <laughs> Also, nothing gives you worse rug burn than burlap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just no way. But he was not having that. So for the rest of the weekend, when he would talk to one of these people, he would go, he would engage him in a conversation, ask him why they were there. They would tell him the Natural Healing Conference. He would ask them where they were from. He would ask them what they do specifically, learn about them. And then deep into the conversation, he would go, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can be honest with me. It's you're here for sex stuff, right? And then he would wink at him. He did that to <laughs> four different people. Yeah, that's how you get your ponytail grabbed real hard. <laughs> it just seems like he wants to be in on it. I've, I can guarantee you he wants to be in on it. I mean, his, his son won't saddle up in the jacuzzi. <laughs> You need something. I would have loved it. I mean, just keep in mind during all these experiences that you have, at least you have a dad. Now, I what? What happened? <laughs> how many how many times do you think you can play that dad card? I just love it because I I don't care and yeah. uh it's very fun to try to make people uncomfortable with it. When yeah. people go like, oh, my, my dad missed my uh, college graduation. And I'll just be like, oh, my dad stole my identity, then he died. <laughs> and my people just slow. people just stare at me and go, you're here for sex stuff, right? And wink at me. <laughs> so, so creepy. I, uh, when I was at this hotel in Dallas, it was late night. It was about 2 in the morning. I'd had a couple beers, and um, I didn't have my phone charger. Okay. So I go down to the front desk and I go, hey, is there any way I can buy a phone charger in this hotel right now? And he goes, uh, they might have it in that coffee shop. It's open 24 hours. So I go over there and look and it's just mini USBs. So I can't get that. And then uh, I went back to the thing. I go, can I, can I look in the lost and found to see if there's any? And then I couldn't find one. So my phone just died. Then the next day I went down to the new shift of people at the front desk. 
and I go, hey, um, does anyone here have a, an iPhone charger I could rent for a couple hours just to get my phone charged up? And they go, oh, we actually have a service here. Uh, what room are you in? It's The chargers are complimentary. We'll have someone bring one up. And I was like, did this, oh. I go, did this start this morning? And he goes, uh, no, we've had this for several years now. And I go, oh, fucking cool. So then the next night I went back down to the front desk and I go, hey, man, you guys have a system where you get free complimentary chargers. How do you not know that? And he goes, I'm the night guy. They just teach us how to call security on drunk people and what pizza places are open. That's what he said. That's, that's what they're teaching the night shift of hotel front deskers. They only teach you how to deal with drunk people and how to calm them down by telling them what pizza place. That's just insane to me. All right, listen here, Jason. You're going to deal with some fucking psychopaths, so you need to know two things. One, pizza. Where, when, how. <laughs> uh, my dad, so he left, right? He left, he went home, and then I went. I had to go into Cincinnati for something. Oh, I so thought I you were mocking me for a second. No, 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 no. I'm Chad. My dad rented an apartment <laughs> under my name. Wah. Um, I hope no. your dad fucks you. No, you don't hope that. My dad left uh, just the trip, not my life. And I had to go into Cincinnati. <laughs> I was at the hotel that I was staying at in Cincinnati. And I saw... And I, you've traveled a lot and been in a lot of hotels. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I saw two people having sex in the hotel pool at like... 3 o'clock p.m. That's in the afternoon. That's in the afternoon. For all you people that are on military time, that's in the afternoon. I walked, like it had, there was like a catwalk kind of above the pool, which is how you got to the lobby. So you could kind of look, the pool was below you. And as I walked by, they were like kind of, I'm going to call it, I'm trying to make it look like they were cuddling in the pool. Uh, but her legs were wrapped around his stomach, you know, like that kind of look like he, his back is against the, or her back is against the pool. Her mm -hmm. legs are wrapped around his stomach. And I was like, ugh, get a room. And then I took another look and I was at just the right angle that you could see he had clearly like boxers or something on so he could open the hole. Yeah. And her, That's her, the way to go. Yeah. And he was just beefing her in the pool. And I, it was the First of all, it was the worst. I out loud. My I think body. it was. I think it was the second worst. I think the first worst is calling sex beefing. <laughs> hey, if you'd have saw these two lunatics, it was. It's the. Oh, I. That's the word I used to the desk. I walked upstairs and I was like, "Hey, just a heads up. There's a couple of savages beefing in your pool right now." And then I just like angrily walked out. It was pretty hard to see. Uh, when I saw it in the pool, I just went, oh, no, and just kept going. I don't know how I feel about partnering up with someone to do a podcast that's a sex narc. <laughs> People are just trying to be in love, man. At 3 o'clock? Yeah. In a sometimes, public Sometimes pool? people don't have time to be in love at 7 p.m. You got to make dinner. I have no interest in water sex at all. Here's a little None. something for the ladies, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on behalf of the, the females here, and I know that a lot of, you know, I'm not supposed to because I'm a yeah. guy. Yes. But I'd like to remind all the they men out there. They call this mansplaining. Go ahead, Chad. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to tell all the men out there, 
that uh, sex in a pool, not great because you think the water's helping. It's hurting. It's a, and I quote, uh, fake lube. It gives you the sense that it's that it's wet and everything's going great, but it actually works in the opposite way because it rinses out nature's juices. Oh. So sex in water is horrible for women. So please uh, cut it out. I also don't. I I got a hand job in a lake once. It was the worst. <laughs> What the hand job just in general, right? All of it. It was terrible. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, this lake is really wet, but it doesn't feel wet. It just this is not a good. And I, I, I couldn't enjoy it at all because I, I'm a worrier and I couldn't stop thinking, you know, when you fish and you're like, you're fishing and you're jigging a lure and you like bounce it up and down. All I could think like no shit was that that's what she was basically doing with the head of my penis and I couldn't stop. <laughs> I was I was young at that point and I just envisioned a life where I had to tell future partners like I can't consummate our marriage because a northern bit my penis tip off. <laughs> so to be clear, you're going to call sex beefing. <laughs> And a dickhead, a penis tip. Got it. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I know. Now, to be fair, you were raised by a man with a ponytail that yells saddle up at his own children. So I understand where this is coming from. It's just confusing to me because you grow up with, you know, that's geographical vernacular is what you're using there. And I grew up with different things. I, like no dad, I I have, a, <laughs> I have another story to topple on that now that you say it. Uh, that has to do with my dad and that same significant other. I was like, I was I was a kid uh, when the water hand job happened. Not like eight, you know. I was like in my teen years. Um, and <laughs> which one? <laughs> it's none of your business. <laughs> Revealing how late I was sexually active in my life is way longer into this podcast. Oh, that, that's great because I thought you were talking about like the uh, the Nevermind album where that little kid's <laughs> floating in the pool. <laughs> You're like, I was about that. That was me actually, and then it ended with a HJ. <laughs> <laughs> so we, my parents are incredibly hard workers. They were teachers, okay. and then they Ooh, in the summers summer, off doesn't sound that hard. Okay, keep going. They refused to take their summers off. So in the summer, they ran a resort uh, and it was just a small resort with a few cabins and a bunch of trailers. And when they sold it, as they were selling it, the cabin sat empty. And so this the hand job uh, lake lady and I, we used to just go. <laughs> <laughs> we that's, to, the t that's the T-shirt we should have. <laughs> hand job lake lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be unbelievable. I just says we have now we have two t-shirts that are that are viable. I'm Uncle Ronnie and I'm a hand job lake lady. <laughs> I think we combine the t-shirts. I think on the front it says hand job lake lady and then on the back where a name would be on a jersey says Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So, uh 
Me and uh, HJLL are hooking up in just like all these different cabins. Like we'll just pick a cabin and go hook up in one of the bedrooms. And um, I also point out I wasn't that cool as a child. This is like my one person who's like, I'll touch it. Only one of my childhood. Uh, So we're hooking up one evening in one of the cabins and I hear somebody come in the front door of the cabin and I'm like, oh, shit. So I get up. Just to to be clear, since we're talking about sex, someone entered the cabin. Someone. Yes. Someone entered the cabin. Okay. Uh, I get up to lock the door of the bedroom. It doesn't have a lock. So I hear the person walking towards the room and I'm now I'm like physically holding the door in case they try to open it. And they do. They like shake it a couple times trying to get it open. And my body is locking it. So they leave. (laughs) Hold on. Shaking it to get it open sounds like a hand job. (laughs) It sounds like a description of a hand job. All right. So they, um, we finish up, uh, hang out a little while. Gal goes home. There are other people on the property. Like I have brothers and sisters. There's some family friends staying up there. So it could have been anybody, but I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed and weirdly nervous about who that might've been. So I walk into my parents' house and I'm just trying to make sure it wasn't one of them. And I walk into my parents' bedroom and my mom's reading and my dad is asleep. And I go, and I'm like, God, please don't let it have been my mom. And I go, hey, you weren't in Cottage 6 tonight, were you, Mom? She goes, nope, I've been in here all night. And the moment she says all night, my dad slowly opens his eyes, looks at me, gives me a little thumbs up, <laughs> and then shuts his eyes again. <laughs> Your dad is the coolest slash creepiest person. I love it. Yeah, that's what this whole episode could be called, is my dad, creep slash cool Bruce. Uh, I, by the way, I'm a, I've met your dad several times. I'm a huge fan. But that opening his eyes and thumbs up is fantastic. It was really, really, really good. It's, a, it's an all-time <laughs> home run. Hey, uh, Uncle Ronnie alert. Uncle, Uncle Ronnie alert. Uncle Ronnie alert. Just talked to my sister. Yeah. Uh, here's something very funny, by the way. My uh, sister has twins, and they're young boys, and she was telling me a story about how they had just gotten out of the bathtub, and they're running around the house crazy, and they're naked, Mm -hmm. and one was coming down the stairs, and one was going up the stairs, and one of them just yelled, hold on, wiener high five, and they just like wiener high fived, and then ran away in different directions again. (laughs) Dude, I love what kids say. So much. Is the whole point of this episode just to come up with cool t-shirts? <laughs> oh, yeah, it might be. Wiener High Five might be a great one. Uh, I mean, it's so. Did, you, did I ever tell you the story about how this mom came up to me after a show? And she, because of my act, I talk about my kids a lot. And she really thought I was good at parenting. Okay. And so she asked me for advice. She goes, my son told me he was going to spit on my butthole. Have I told you this story? No. And she was she was mortified, right? This kid's like three or <laughs> whatever. She said he's going to spit on my butthole. Where is he getting this? Is he watching porn? And I was just like, no. I go, I, 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 by the way, I'm not a good parent. I, I go with the flow. 
you're first of all, you are a good parent. Second well, of all, I just need to clarify what's happening here because this all happened. We went from zero to a hundred with the word spit on my butthole pretty quick. So you have <laughs> finished a show where you talked about parenting. This woman assumed you were a parenting guru and just unloaded the information that her son told her he was going to spit on her butthole. Correct. Okay. I'm, so, I, so, I know I'm dumb sometimes and I need a recap in the moment. Well, and, and I'll, take, I'll take back like uh, I'm a parent who's constantly trying to figure things out. Yes. So I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, my, my children seem to like me, so that's good. Uh, but she goes, my son says he's going to spit on my butthole. Is he hearing this from, is my husband having an affair? Yeah. Is he watching porn? Like all this stuff. And I just thought it was so funny because I guarantee here's what happened. Cause I have two little nephews and if you tell them not to say something, they're going to say it way more. Right. Oh so yeah. I think what happened is this little kid is a genius. Someone told him we don't spit and someone told him we don't say butthole. And he's like, I'm taking this shit to the next level. I'm going to spit on a butthole. <laughs> That's what I think happened. I think he was like, well, if this gets him mad and this gets him mad, watch this shit. When I tell my mom I'm going to spit on her butthole and she has to go to comedy so she doesn't leave our family. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Thank God she said that in the home. Like you're just out to dinner with your family and there's a bunch of other families around. Like a, a nice Sunday dinner. And you just hear somebody's baby go, I'm going to spit on your butthole. Like that would be unbelievable. <laughs> and then somebody from the next table goes, don't do it in a pool. That's fake lube. No, I remember. You have told me the story before because what she said to you when she walked up was she said that she described his behavior as naughty, right? Uh, yes. Which I remember thinking that was so funny because I don't, th if your son is saying the word spit on a butthole, I don't think the correct descriptive is naughty. You're like, you're just <laughs> yeah. enhancing the porn. You <laughs> naughty little boy, you. You're a naughty boy. You <laughs> go spit on the neighbor's butthole, not in this house. <laughs> naughty boys spit on the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's just going to, now he's going to go up to people and go, I'm a naughty boy. <laughs> I'm going to spit on your butthole. Uh, I like was, that he just yeah he just keeps building them every time you tell him something new. Yeah, he ends up going like, "I'm a, I'm a naughty boy. I'm gonna spit on your butthole after I kidnap you and murder you." Oh boy, <laughs> I'm a naughty boy. I get hand jobs in the lake, lake. <laughs> hand job, lake lady, spit on my butthole. All right, <laughs> Uncle Ronnie alert. We detour. Uncle, Uncle Ronnie update. Uncle Ronnie alert. So my sister is going to meet my dad's sister, our aunt, mm -hmm. and her daughter, our cousin. And they're all going to meet Uncle Ronnie at his house. Ooh. They're going to his house. This is how people end up buried in basements. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're going there because my aunt, who you know, I don't, haven't talked to in a very, very long time, Yep. Like very, since I was, it's, it's got to be over 20 years, right? Okay. And so. And has your sister talked to her in that long? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I guess they must stay in touch a little bit. Okay. So uh, my sister's like really into this whole finding family stuff. Mm -hmm. I am just like, everyone leave me the fuck alone. So. Yeah. So they're going there, but my I'm with your sister. Keep going. Okay. My aunt had seen a picture of our grandpa, Hank. Yep. 
in just a picture with like a 14-year-old boy. Okay. And so now she's wondering if he has another kid. So now they're trying to find a half-brother. Oh, so this is just a random 14-year-old boy. Yeah, this is just like uh, they're wondering why there was a picture with these two. Oh, interesting. So they think that your dad might have a half-brother that nobody knew about. That's true. That's, uh, oh. that's, that's older. Now, it oh. just it keeps getting weirder because, like I said before, Uncle Ronnie uh, looks just like my dad. Yeah, and is your dad. Yeah, I know. Oh, is you, you, mm-hmm. See, you think he is my dad. I think he's my grandpa. See, now, I, I think it's funny to say he is your dad. I don't think he is your dad. I love that sort of long con. I think that's really exciting for me, for the show, for the listeners. But you genuinely think there's a chance he might be your grandpa. I really do. So you think there's a real-world possibility, well, Hanker, Hanker Daniels, was out driving truck, because that's what he did, right? Correct. That, uh, that Ronnie beefed Hank's wife, and that's how your dad was born. Yeah, because my, my grandma, her Donna, like mm-hmm. on, my dad's mom, mm-hmm. was uh, she was a handjob lake lady. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, who knows what... Who knows what went on in that small town? Oh, boy. Yeah, I love it. I'm pretty excited it. about it, too. I just, so as I'll, the I'll, updates have, I'll, have reports, and... I'll have reports next week of what went on there. I, I don't know exactly when they're meeting. Imagine the type of person who already really likes this show, and they're just enthusiastically waiting a week to learn about a man named Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I have to go. Okay, I can go too. I suppose this is nice. This was nice to do this over over the internet. I think it wasn't as fun as being in the same room as each other, but I think I agree. You know, we'll we'll get used to it if we have to do it again. Question: Since there's a whole world between us, and you know, the room tension isn't necessarily there. Do you want to end the show by telling each other we love each other? No, I'll say it, and then if you want to say it, you say it. So I love you, Chad. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.